Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Take over, taking over. Blizzard, of course, last night. Our April wasn't. He, she was here yesterday, but uh, uh, she was ministering to the Red Lions. So, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so that's all right. We're gonna have a good time tonight. Hallelujah! Somebody shout out to God tonight. That's whack. I said shout out to God tonight. Amen. And we thank God for Antonio. And make sure you get his CD. Don't you love that? See, for all of y'all that be, I got a video to show y'all on Sunday. For all of y'all that be, when, when I walk up to the car, you be trying to change your radio and all that because I'm trying to get it off 107.5, put it on 1220 or something. You can listen to that, and please understand it is contemporary, but it can minister to you at the same time. So we salute you and thank you for that. Amen. Matthew 6, verse 25. When you have it, shout out, I have it. Here we go. Therefore. I say to you, who are we talking to? Uh, don't worry about your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you're going to eat, not about your body, nor what you're going to put on. Is not life more than, let me, I could stop right there. The reason most of us don't live is because we think life is stuff. And as soon as I get that house, it's going to be on. I'm going to live. As soon, as soon as I get my man, everything's going to be better. Y'all ain't talking to me. As soon as my kids start acting right, then I'm going to be able to live. Then I'm going to be able to date again because, you know, I can't date because my kids. Or y'all ain't saying nothing. Is not life more than stuff? Food and the body more than clothing. Verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They sow nor reap nor gather in the barns, yet your father feeds them. Well, the problem there is you got to understand that God is not just your sugar daddy. He is your daddy. Uh Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So then why do you worry about stuff? 
Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how not much more clothe you? Oh, you. He's telling your neighbor, you spiritual, but your neighbor. Verse 31, therefore, what? And, and, and watch this. He says, this is how you'll know you're worrying because you say this. What am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? When am I going to get married? When am I going to get that house? When is my kid going to run? He said, that's how you know that you ain't got faith because that's what you say. It's going to be hard tonight. I ain't going to get no runners, EJ. No runners. All right. That's all right. Preach business. Watch this. For after all these things, watch this, Gentiles seek. What is Jesus talking to Jewish people? What is he saying? For all these things, folk without a covenant seek. Come on, you got to connect the dots. I've been teaching the covenant. But he says, for all these things, folks that ain't seeds of Abraham worry about. But since you're a seed of Abraham, why in the world are you worried about this stuff? Because your father knows all that you need all these things. He don't need you to give him a report when you pray. Father, you know, I really could use that house, you know, and all that, you know. And Father, you know, well, Obama's saying, no, he, he don't need your report. But seek. Can somebody say seek? First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the stuff comes. Let me just paraphrase for you. This is the bishop version. All the stuff come with the kingdom. So if I get the kingdom, I got stuff. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own stuff. Some of y'all in here now trying to figure out how you're going to pay your bills because you know next week is the first and you're trying to figure stuff out. Got your calculator. You ain't even paying attention in worship. He's saying lift your hands. You're trying to calculate your bills. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Go to verse 33. Here it is. Seek what? First. The what? Kingdom of God. Not a boo. Girl, I've been watching him. Uh, see, all right. Touch a lady say, seek first the kingdom. Father, we do declare that tonight, as we've declared in the spirit and by faith tonight, that existing stops, living begins. Wherever we've ceased to exemplify the kingdom tonight, that changes. And I speak to these women. I declare that they are not uh, victims. They are not mistakes, Father, but they are victorious. And I declare by faith tonight, God, that there's some Debras rising up in this place tonight. I said there's some Debras rising in this place tonight. I declare that there's some mighty woman of God being birthed in this place tonight. And I declare that every plan that was set up against them, it shall not prosper. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, before you sit down, I, we just need to just do this confession real quick. Because please understand, uh, as the song said, and as Antonio was saying in the song, uh, we a lot of times deal with so many regrets. And I wish this would have happened, and I wish this would have happened, and I wish that would have happened. So, so let's just get that out the way. How, how about the, the, the say, Lord, I declare... By faith, I have no more regrets. 
Say, not one. They were just expensive lessons. But I learned from them. So I'm better. Not worrying about them. No regrets. Now just look at the lady next to you and say, I am what I am. Take, take it or leave it. Take, take, take it or leave it. I am that that I am. Hallelujah. Be seated tonight. Father, I do decrease that you might increase. Speak now in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. Please understand, let me get into this tonight. And I want to teach this and I want it to build because I want us to get it tonight. And like I said, since it's intimate tonight, we're just going to have fun with it. Is that all right? I said, is that all right? Please understand this. Uh, say no regrets. Please understand, th the problem that most folk have is that they live in something that has already happened. Uh, they live in yesterday, and so they cannot function in the newness of the day because they're still trying to eat yesterday's manna. Please understand, the children of Israel, the manna only lasted them one day. That's why Jesus, when he said how to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Please understand, you're in the same date as the lady next to you. You're not in the same day as the woman next to you. Because what you need to eat may not be what your neighbor needs to eat. Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that does proceed out of the mouth of God. So we may all be on March 27th in the date, but I'm on a different day than you. Because ah, Look at somebody say different day. The day I'm on is the day, please understand, where I enter into God's rest. Now, now stay with me. Stay with me. Please understand, whether it's in Genesis or at the end of the Gospels, God is either on day three or day seven, one of the two. Either way, he says, it's finished or I'm done. In other words, God ain't getting ready to do nothing. So let me just help all of y'all that's watching everybody on TV and you turn around three times, God's getting ready to do something. He's done. All right, okay, but the Lord is fitting to do, no, see, the problem is most folk live in a perpetual state of what God's getting ready to do. So nothing ever happens because they're already, they're always living in what might happen. Are you still here? When we understand that God's whole purpose after day six when he created man on day seven was that man might rest as a picture of him resting. What happens in the New Testament? God says, Christ says on the cross, he says, it is what? Finished. In other words, he says, Father, job accomplished. You sent me to redeem the world in one act of obedience. And in one act of obedience, it's finished. I saved them all. Say, so entering into his rest. So when I understand that, the only way I enter into God's rest, which is really his, you know the word, shalom, his peace, where nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, all is well. For me to enter into that, I first got to believe I deserve it. See, if you think you deserve a jacked up, messed up life where you're always stressed out, always running from bill collectors, always running from this relationship to this relationship, from this man, if you think that's what you deserve, then when God shows up to say, it's finished, you're going to look at him and say, it ain't. Because I got some stuff left to do. I want to, you know, I says, say real love. I says, love is compassion. 
and truth. And I'm gonna go kind of slow tonight because I want us to get this. We gonna we gonna we gonna mix it up tonight. I'm gonna get in your Kool Aid. Some of y'all got too much sugar in there. Anyhow, you know you put the whole half thing of sugar. Wonder why your pressure's so high. Say real loud. Uh, love is compassion and truth. Please understand. Uh, love, we say things like this. Love is 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 blind. Uh, no, it ain't. Bible says God is love, and God sees very well. Uh, love is not blind. Uh, please understand, what happens is, is the world tries to dictate to the church what love is supposed to be, and then they judge you predicated upon not the word of God, but predicated upon what they say love is. Well, you're a Christian. Ain't you supposed to just love everybody? Well, I love you, but love is compassion and truth. So somebody say, he's going somewhere. Uh, please understand this. Uh, there are situations in your life that the reason you can't move out of them is because you're thinking that forgiveness means fellowship. So I've forgiven them, and so since I've forgiven them, doesn't that mean everything goes back to the way it was supposed to be? There's some stuff that when God put a period, you need to stop trying to change it into a comma. Do you understand that? Now, let me be very clear, because it's Denver. Now, I ain't talking about your husband, so don't go to your husband and ask, well, I forgive you, but there ain't going to be no fellowshipping. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying nothing. The men and us is just saying, uh-uh, that ain't going to work. Uh-uh. Uh, that, 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 that ain't what I'm saying. Please understand, there is stuff that existed in the day you used to live in but now you're entering into a new day. Please understand, hear me, hear me. There was stuff that was part of your dysfunction that you needed because it made you feel functional. But when you step into the newness of the day, you say, wait a minute, that may have been good for that day, but give us this day. So I need a new set of manna now. Meaning that, please understand, if your friends have not accelerated in the things of God, you may have been good for this day, but i got to leave you in that day because I'm in a new day. So if you're not wanting to pursue the things of God, i got to leave you back here. It's not that I'm mad at you, not that I think I'm better than you. I'm just in a different day than you because you're still existing. I'm ready to live. So now watch this. Watch this. Go, go, go to Revelation 3.19. Y'all got to help me now because I'm still on... I ain't even open. All right, here we go. Revelation 3.19. Here we go. You know, let me just take this off because I'm going to work tonight. We're going to work tonight. All right, watch this. Revelation 3.19. You got it? Here we go. Say real love. Uh, I'm going to help you understand how it is God works. Y'all ready? As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous or eager and what? Repent. Watch this. God says, the way I show you my love is I'll let you get in some situations where I can rebuke you and chasten you. Now, please understand. Please understand, Denver. Don't get it twisted. God doesn't give cancer to teach somebody a lesson. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand that. But God says, there's some situations I told you not to get in, but since you think you know so much, I'll let you walk right into that situation. Since I love you, I'll rebuke you from it, and I'll chasten you in it. I say real love. 
Now, 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 look at it. As many as I love. So please understand, if you love your children, you'll rebuke them and you'll chasten them. And here's how you know it works, because they're zealous to repent. You missed it. Please understand, you, David, please understand, David has some issues. But the reason David was able to be used by God is because David, every time he messed up, he was quick to run back home. And a few times he, he waited a little bit, but by and large, David messed up, he'd be back, Father! I am glad, I'm exceedingly rejoicing. I will bless the Lord at all times. My soul shall make his boast to the Lord. Then the very next psalm, Father, how could you let my enemies do me like this? I don't believe this. I'm running from this. How, how's all this going? Selah. <laughs> Say correction. Now, let me just do this. Please understand this. I, I just need to, to set the tone. Go to John 10. Uh, let me set the tone for this so you understand what my assignment is. My assignment in the body of Christ is to make the word real and relevant. Uh, number one, as a father, say father. Uh, the word father means life giver. That's important because we're going to go through this thing and we're going to dissect some stuff. And please by, understand, by the end of tonight, you didn't, you're going to need to sweat your little outfit out. So you might as well get ready. Get your tissues ready because you're going to be snotting and tearing and all that. See, in the old church, they used to do that. That's how they felt. That's how they thought you was changed. Because they said you need to purge. You know what I mean? They say purge. And they make you stay on the altar. Say, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. They say, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know. Until they felt like you changed. Number two is that of an apostle. An apostle is a foundation layer. Please understand. And, and I'm, I'm setting the tone for where we're going in John 10. Number three is that of the prophet. Correction. Say correction. Uh, the prophet Amos 3, 7 says that the Lord does nothing except he first reveal his secrets to his servants, the what? The prophet. Watch this. Go to John 10. I'm going to help you now because a lot of folk been reading this scripture and they've been wondering why they've been rebuking the devil and he ain't going nowhere. 10 and 1. Most assuredly, I say to you, who, who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climb up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Verse 1 tells you what the thief is. It's anybody that gains access to your life, access to your ear, that God did not set there. That's the thief. Most assuredly, I say, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door. Well, Christ is the way, the truth, the life. He is the door. So now the thief and the robber is anybody that enters your life, but they enter without the permission of God. But he who enters the door... By the door is shepherd of the sheep. Watch this. Stay with me. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. So what is he setting up? Jesus is saying, let me show you now the picture of how this whole thing is supposed to work so you understand when a thief shows up. Because please understand, the context here is of a shepherd. It's of somebody leading you or giving you direction. Please understand, the reason why some folk keep existing and not living is because their life is not a theocratic monarchy where Christ is head. Their life is a democracy where they get the vote and the opinion of everybody else around them before they move and what God has ordained. And they wonder why they can't make a decision because they're consulting everybody to see what they ought to do. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. So, so now watch this. Tell somebody, say, he's going somewhere. Uh, to him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. 
But they won't follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. I says, Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoken. So Jesus said again to them, most surely I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All whoever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Well, say with me, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and find pasture. But the thief does not come except to, huh? Say it. But I have come that they, who's they? The sheep may have life and may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Watch this. Let me sum that all up for you. What you are connected to is either bringing you life or stealing, killing, and destroying. There's some stuff in our lives and relationships in our lives and folk we keep around and we call it ministry, but you just really want to feel needed. Are you here? And please understand, if they are not bringing us life by default, somebody say default, they are stealing, killing, and destroying. Why? Because the shepherd has the ear of the sheep. I need you to get this. Somebody say stay with him. So anybody you allow to shepherd you or speak into your life is controlling the decisions you make. That's why the Bible says be led by the spirit because if I'm led by my flesh, my emotions will make me make some decisions and I'll make permanent decisions from temporary locations and have bad results. Why? Because I let a thief come in and start getting my ear. No runners, huh? I'm going somewhere. But stay with me. Look at your neighbor. Say, do you live by the word or democracy? Are you led by what you feel or by what you know? Let me help you understand. I just didn't feel God. How you feel God? Anytime God appeared in scripture, they didn't feel him. They saw him. And the glory of the Lord appeared. And the glory of the Lord appeared. But please understand, the reason a lot of saints, and particularly Christians, are not able to walk in those things God has ordained is because everything we do is by pseudo-spirituality, which is really based off of our feelings. So we say if we shouted for two hours, I felt God. Ooh, I felt the Lord. But you still leave. You don't love nobody. You still mean. You still got a bad attitude. You still run off at the mouth. You still do what you want to do. You ain't been in the presence of God because if you were, it would have changed you. Uh, association is assimilation. And so the more I am around him, the more I become like him. So I. Uh, well, all right. All right. All right. All right. Go to Mark 5. Go to Mark 5. I want you to see this. Are y'all still with me? Uh, we're going from existing to living. Stay with me now. I'm going to connect all these dots. And listen, what this got to do with one another? I'm going to connect it all for you in just a minute. Mark 5, go to verse 25. Here we go. 
When you have it, say amen. Now, I've given you this story several times. I just want to read it real quick. Mark 5.25. Here it is. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. Blood represents life. So she had life issues for 12 years. For 12 years, she's got an issue with her mama, an issue with her daddy, an issue with Pukinim, an issue with her cousin. She got For 12 years, she allows her issues to steal her life. And every time you see her, you know that she's got an issue because the issue runs. It flows. Where? Out of her mouth. So when she shows up on the scene, you look and you know she got an issue because she's going to tell you she got an issue. How you doing? Oh, God. Let me tell you. I can't stand them folk on my job. Let me tell you. My fluid on my knee acting up. Let me tell you. She runs. The issues are flowing out of her mouth. Please understand, when the Jews wrote the Bible, they used idioms. So everything has a physical meaning, but it also has an equally as important, if not more important, spiritual meaning. Are you still here? So she's got an issue that she flows and it runs out of her mouth for 12 years. 12, the number of foundation. She thinks that's the way she's supposed to be. Well, big mama was jacked up, so I'm going to be jacked up because that's just, this is 12 years. It's foundation. It's government. It's the government of my life. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And she suffered many things from the physicians. What, what does that represent? People she went to go to to try to fix her problem. I know if I marry this man, everything is going to be all right because he got a good job. Six foot, six pack, six figure. Too many sixes in a row now. You let that alone. Amen. Thank God for the cube. Okay, what's this? <laughs> what's this? What's this? She spent all she had and was no better, but she got worse. Isn't that something? That she went to everybody she could call. She called Oprah Nim, she called Cleo Nim, back back what when the other one, Dion Nim, she called everybody. Nobody had the answers. She had ladies not out. And they didn't sit around but do nothing and bleed on one another. Oh, don't, don't make me step off the stage now. I just need to vent. No, you flowing. And you wonder why your flow doesn't stop because you like it. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I'm saying. Ah. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him. Notice she did not step in front of him because she was so ashamed of her issue. When a real man of God showed up, she wouldn't even approach him because she was afraid she might actually get delivered. Uh, she would. All right, all right, all right. She came behind him in the crowd. I'm going to let that alone. And touched his garment. I told you, that's his talit, that's his prayer garment. This is where Malachi says there's healing in his wings. It was the wings of his prayer garment that all the Hebrew men would wear. Watch this. She said, if I can touch him, I'll be made well. Watch this. What she's really saying is, if I can touch something that's really touching him for real, I can touch him. See, if when you get around your prayer partners and don't nothing get better, everything just get worse, I'm here to tell you, they ain't really touching him. She said, I want to touch something that's touching him legitimately. No taint. I, I don't want their opinion.
opinion. I need the word. I don't need them to tell me what they do if they were in my shoes. No, what does the Bible say? So she said, I need to touch something that's touching him with no interruption. For real. For real. I'm about through. Watch this. <laughs> Watch this. Immediately, her issues <laughs> of life dried up. Watch this. She didn't tarry all night. She wasn't at the altar every service praying for the same thing over and over again. She said, once, I'm done with these issues. And she, and it was over. She didn't have to say, well, at least I'm making progress. I'm not where I want to be, but thank God I ain't where I want to use to, you know. No. Somebody say immediately. Y'all ain't said it like you mean it. Say immediately. What's this? She felt in her body she was healed. Watch this. It goes from spiritual now to where she's feeling something. So what happened is a spiritual change initiated an emotional change. So now God says, I fix your spirit, but now in her body she feels different. Ah, the problem with a lot of saints is we try to change our feelings. And we never actually fix what initiated the feelings in the first place. Oh, we're going to get to the root of this thing tonight. Tell somebody, say, we're going to get to the root of Tudor tonight. We're going to get from the root of Tudor tonight. We're going to get in there tonight. All up in there. Tonight. <laughs> What's this? She felt she was healed of her suffering. Reality is, is her issues lasted so long, she was suffering, but she learned how to put a mask on so that everybody at church didn't think she was suffering. So she knew every day all around. Oh, how you doing? I'm blessed, highly favored, and pounded to present. I did not ask you all that. I asked you if you wanted to get something to eat. I did not ask you all that. I got a video for you on Sunday. Some of y'all super saved. Super Christians. That's all right. That's okay. Hallelujah. You've been in the way a long time. That's the problem. Watch this. And Jesus... Immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around to the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Who touched what was legitimately touching me? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And remember I told you on Sunday, Jesus was really saying, who when they touched me really wanted to change? Not wanted to play a religious game because it's watch night and all that. Not wanting to play some little church game. Who said, I really can't live like this another day? I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's broke. And so Jesus says, who was legitimate in their approach to me? Not because bishops said lift their hands. But because they said, I can't live like I lived yesterday, another day in my life. I can't get nobody to say nothing. And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. She's still nameless. She's just a certain woman. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told the whole truth. I said this to you on Sunday. You can be around the word day and night and still not walk in the blessing because you're not pursuing it. It's routine for you. 
You pull your Bible out, you take your notes, but you're not thinking about how the message affects you. You're thinking about everybody you can go judge with it right after church. Oh, I'm going to get so-and-so this tape. They need this tape. No, you need the tape. I already told I warned you up front now. I told you, I told you now. Shouldn't been no blizzard. What's this? Here's the deal. You can be around the word. Christ is the word incarnate. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Christ is the walking word of God. He's the walking logos, logic of God. He is the walking rhema, breath of God. Word of God, perpetually flowing. That's why everything Christ said, it was. Please understand, if Christ showed up right now and said, you white, you white. If he said, you black, you black. That's why he's not a man that he should lie, because what he says, it is. It just is. Are you still here? So now watch this. And he said to her, daughter. She goes from a certain woman to the woman to daughter. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed or made whole of your affliction. Watch this. If you are receiving the word, but you got leaky joints, what you receive leaks. And you just stay close. All them people around Jesus touching Jesus. And she the only one got healed. Thousands of people around him. Please understand. Jesus didn't have armor bearers. So everybody just walked up to him. Hey, Jesus, hey, I'm going to get my demo tape. I'm going to get on Kingdom Records. <laughs> everybody, everybody trying to touch Jesus. Everybody. And out of all those people, she's the only one. And what's amazing is Jesus, he looks at his disciples and says, uh, can y'all explain to me who touched me? And because they're so dense, please understand, just because folk been around church alone don't, don't mean they understand what's going on. Just because they know when to stand and clap their hands don't mean they really understand what's going on. They're so dense. What you mean, who touched you? You see all these folk around you? That's why we told you, you should have let Judas name get security last week. We told you in the board meeting last week. I told him. Saying, don't think just because folk know when the Mitsubishi and Subaru and Honda, don't think just because they know how to spiritualize and make it look real deep to you, they really know what's going on. You know what I found out a lot of times? The dog that barks the loudest usually has no bite. Are you still here? So watch this, and I'm not going to go there for the sake of time. You can write it down, Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. You can go there. Uh, the Bible says, and he himself gave some to be a prophet, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, for the equipment of saints, for the work of the ministry, that every joint should supply what the other needs. Please understand, if you're connected to a bunch of leaky folk, hear me, if you're connected to a bunch of joints that really aren't genuinely connected to you because they're not armor bearers, they're pall bearers. You know what's amazing to me? Is we'll sit up and we'll let one person mess up our whole day. Somebody say something to you in the morning and it's 1130 that night and you, I don't believe they said that. I just, you know, why would she say that though? I mean, I don't even understand. I ain't never done no to nobody. 
Why? Because you let a thief come and rob your joints. And it's not that they're the enemy, it's that you allowed what they said. to Because it's not what happens to you, it's whether or not you let that get in you. Tell him I say, he's going somewhere. All right, we give him a ride. Here we go. Say the balancing act. Uh, Deuteronomy 11. Flip over to Deuteronomy 11. I'm giving you all scriptures tonight because I want you to get it. So you can go home. Remember I told you at the end of this, I want you to be able to go home and look at the scriptures and do this and plan out and plot your stuff out for yourself. So you ain't waiting. I'm just waiting on a prophetic word. I got a prophetic word. Get the tape. Thus saith the Lord. That's the word. Deuteronomy 11.26. You got it? Come on, let's ride. Behold, I set before you today. Every day. There's not you're going to choose life tonight and ooh, everything is good. No. You got to do the same thing tomorrow morning when you get up. I choose life. I'm not going to be stressed. I'm not going to be jacked up. I'm not. I choose life. Every single day. It's not a Friday night thing. Ooh, I got life. Well, tomorrow morning, you better do the same thing. Ooh, I got life. And when Sunday comes, ooh, I got life. Because watch this now, verse 27. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and the curse. We understand, I taught you, the blessing equals what? Life. The curse equals death. Are you here? So God says every day is a choice to live or a choice to die. And the problem with so many saints is we're so tied up in the retirement package trying to be just, just, I'm ready to go. Wait on the Lord to come. I'm t- let, me just help, let me just help some of y'all and your 10-year plan and all that. He ain't come back for no mess. Let me just help you. He ain't come back for no little girl. He's coming back for a full-grown bride. A little bit more equipping got to go on. Come back, folk ain't even in their place because everybody trying to outdo everybody. Rem so and so was supposed to be an usher, but he just was determined. God called me to preach. He out of place. You think God's coming back for a mess? So let me just help all of you that's got your bags packed and you ready for the rapture. Unpack them. You're going to be here for a little bit longer. Because if you're so ready to die, you'll never live. You'll never live. And we got songs about I'm ready to cross over the Jordan River. I'm ready. I get, what you ready to? You 10. You 34. Ready to cross over. You ain't done nothing. You ain't got one person saved. You talking about you ready to go. <sighs> Watch this. Say, I choose life daily. Watch this. There are 24 hours in a day. The question is, are you maximizing them? Understand? Since time nor energy is created or destroyed, for one thing to increase, another must decrease. Stay with me. Uh, you're not going to get an extra couple hours in your day. Oprah got 24. Gates got 24. You got 24. You ain't getting no extra time. Are you here? Since time nor energy is neither created nor destroyed, for one thing to increase, another thing must decrease. So then the question is, what's got you all tied up and tangled up and wrapped up for nothing? Do 
you wrapped up and tied up all all in this and this and this and this situation and then the situation he say I don't want you no more and all of a sudden now is this the end what's this what's this say loss Loss is a tool to create a desire for change. Stay with me. Does anybody say he's going somewhere? So please understand. Please understand. Change equals searching and seeking another way. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Let me give it to you so you get it. Loss is a tool to create a desire for change. Please understand. You lose a job, you're going to change some of the habits that contributed to that loss. But now watch this. Please understand. Change means I'm searching and seeking another way. Say seeking. So that's why in our text when he said, don't worry about these things, but seek. In other words, he was saying, change the way you've been living. Because there's some stuff that you lost that you said, well, I guess it wasn't for me. No, it was for you, but you were seeking it, not God. So you can handle it. Real quiet in the church. Say, seek ye first. In other words, he says, change what you're seeking first. Because this is how you get to life. You get to life by changing the things that bring you happiness. See, because we think all this stuff brings us happiness. I remember thinking that only broke folks said that. Now, I'm serious. I, I remember, th- and again, for those of you that I was the Lord, I was successful in business and all this and all that, and I, I could do what I wanted to do, and I had more money I knew to do it. And, and I just said, well, Lord, they just need to work harder. The just shall live, but don't y'all play with it. Some of y'all was the same thing. You had your good little corporate job, your good paper, uh, your benefits and all that, and you, you look at everybody else and say, well, I don't know why they ain't blessed. I just think about it. I said, I said God, only, only broke folks say that money don't make you happy. Because I'm real happy. <laughs> Somebody lying. I feel great. It's a wonderful day this morning. It's a wonderful day to be a neighbor. <laughs> Would you be mine? You know what? Watch this. <laughs> watch this. I'm just telling. And watch this. And then when there's a loss in your life, you realize that the stuff you sought brings you no value. See, if I get this Mercury D, or excuse me, Mercedes, that's how y'all say it in Denver. If I get this Mercedes, if I get this, everything going to be great. I'm going to be driving up to church. Everybody's going to be like, ooh, who that? Don't play with it, y'all. Know, don't play with it now. Everybody at my job going to be like, she must really be blessed. And you're seeking all of that. And God says, uh-uh, I'll let you lose some stuff that was for you. But because you sought it and not kingdom, I'll allow that loss to be a catalyst for change. Because people change when they learn enough that they want to or heard enough that they have to. Are y'all still here? So now go to Luke 17. Say, we're the kingdom. Here we go. Luke 17. Y'all all right? 
I'm going to take a, a, a real sharp turn here right quick, and y'all got to come on with me. All right, here we go. Luke 17, verse 20. Here we go. You ready? Here we go. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, because they thought they were, it was something that was going to happen. You missed it. No, you missed it. See, when you declared a few minutes ago that existing stops today and life begins, that was it. No, no, no. I, I need you to understand this. It ain't going to be you're going to get home and the Lord's going to send you a fax. Your life started. <laughs> ain't nobody going to call you in the morning from heaven talking about, hello, we're we going to invite you to the living committee. No. Because they thought they were, the kingdom was visible. They thought, oh, I know I'm in the kingdom because we got this. Oh, I know I'm in the kingdom because we got this. I know I'm in the kingdom because we got this. And Christ says, no, 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 no. He says the kingdom doesn't come with observation. Meaning if you're not paying attention, it'll come and you'll miss it. You're not hearing what I'm saying. A lot of folk are waiting on somebody to open a door and God says, I gave you the kingdom. You go make your own door, put the hinges on it and open it yourself. I'm waiting on God. And God says, be the kingdom. Watch this. Watch this. Nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is in you. Watch this. Watch this. There was some stuff that was necessary for you to lose so that you'd seek another way. So, so that's why we say no regrets, because those were just lessons. And you know what I found out about God? The lessons you remember the most is the ones that cost you the most. I don't know about you, but the stuff that cost me a lot, I sure remember that. The $2 lesson. But that $5,000 lesson, you remember that. You, you, you remember that. Doesn't say, I remember that. So there's, say, loss might be necessary. See, watch this. Watch this. Stay with me. I'm going to turn. I'm going to turn. Watch this. Patience. Say patience. Forces deception to reveal itself. I'm going to help you. The reason sometimes it seems like we're waiting is because God says, I need to have your inner motives revealed. Okay, let me prove it to you. And since there's a lot of single ladies in here, let me, let me. Tell a man you're dating no sex until we get married. See what manifests. Now, I'm not saying he's going to have a problem. I'm just saying. You'll know his motive if there's got to be a wait. Same principle. God knows your motives if there's got to be a wait time. See, if he gave you everything you asked for immediately, he wouldn't really know what your motives are. Because what does Jeremiah say? The heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. So God says, I'll let there be a process in between your request and in between your manifestation. Because I need to see what's really in you. Because if you're really coming to church just so that I get you out of that trouble, I need to know that. If you're really only praying now because you want somebody to think you're real spiritually, I need to know what your motives really are. So patience is a tool for deception to reveal itself. 
Now somebody say, he's going somewhere. Please understand, I say this to everybody, time will tell. Time will let you know what's going on. Problem is, is most of us make decisions, you hear me say it all the time, permanent decisions from temporary locations. And the problem when you make decisions like that is because since you're making a permanent decision, which is going to affect you for the duration of your life, from a temporary state in your life, which is just now, you'll go in a direction that might not be what God has ordained for your life. Okay, let me give you a very practical example. Now, none of y'all, people y'all know. So you need somewhere to live. And so, you know, you know he ain't the one God ordained for you. This is people y'all know, not y'all. But since you need somewhere to live right now, I'm going to deal and I'm going to stay in a mess because right now I need somewhere to live. So then Christ says, but see, that's the whole problem because is not life more than that? Okay, are, are, are you here? Now, please understand, I'm just using relationships as an example. That could be any situation. Are you still here? Watch this. Say this. What I allow to live lives through me. Listen. What I allow, say it, I am held accountable for. Watch this. Stay with me. I'm about to turn the corner. Watch this. You don't know you're unfaithful until you see faithful. You don't know you're in a dysfunctional marriage until you see a functional marriage. So you don't know life until you've seen a dead woman walking. So let's just find in the scriptures who the most unhappy woman was. Because if I can get to the root of the matter and show you what death looks like, then you'll be able to stand up and say, now I know how to live because I see what death looks like. So let's find her. Let's go to Revelations 2 and find out who she is. Are you understanding the principle? I told you I'm going kind of so tonight. I just want us to get this thing. Revelation 2. So remember, you don't know faithful until you've seen unfaithful. You don't know life until you've seen death. Vice versa. You don't know death until you understand what life is. So if we can find out what death looks like in the scripture, all you got to do is do the opposite of that. Because see, it preaches real nice. Come on, let's live. Woo, hallelujah, let's live. Hey, 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 hey let's live. Come on, we're going to live. Come on, let's have a live session. We got a living meeting. Everybody living. Let's start living tonight. That sounds real good, but the bottom line to it is you got to go home to circumstances and situations that if you don't have practical tools to know what to do, go shout at your problems and see if they leave. Ah! See if it leaves. It's going to stand right back up at you and look at you right in the eye. Are you here? So let's find out who the most unhappy, jacked-up woman is in Scripture so you can be the opposite of her. Oh, you know her name. Revelation 2, go to verse 18. 
And to the angel or the pastor of the church in Thyatira, write, these things says the Son of God who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. He says, y'all got some pretty good works. Looks real Christian. You say all the right Christian stuff. You even give $2 to the person you see on the street because you're a good Christian. Watch this. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. It's quiet in here. Because you allow that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. It got real quiet. Y'all would, yeah. And I gave her time to repent of her immorality, and she didn't. I says, say, say the spirit. I'm, I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help you because, somebody say he going somewhere. Indeed, I will cast her into a sick bed. And those who commit adultery, what does adultery mean? It means breaking their covenant. And anyone who breaks their covenant with her into tribulation, unless they what? Repent. What's the same word for repent? Change. Come on, some of y'all connect these dots with me. Of their deeds. So now watch this. Uh, watch this. I'll kill her children with death. Now let me, uh, so Denver understands God ain't saying he's going to kill nobody. What he's saying is I'll remove my protection and allow a circumstance to come. Don't think that the same God did you please understand Job, the Lord give it, the Lord take it away. Job said that and he was mad. When you mad, you be saying some stuff too. So really he's saying I'll allow her children. What are her children? Her dreams. Her future. The Bible says a woman is sanctified in childbearing. She's sanctified in bringing visions to pass. I'll allow them to die. And all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the mind and the heart. And I will give to each one of you according to your works. Now to you I say and to the rest of Thyatira, as many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no other burden, but hold fast what you have till I come. Watch this. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him, somebody say to him, I will give power over the nations. Go to 1 Kings 16. Now, let me set this up for you. Y'all still here? Y'all got real quiet. Uh, watch, watch this. Say Jezebel. Now, I'm, I'm going to set this up because somebody, I ain't no Jezebel. Preacher preaching about Jezebel. Mm -hmm. Talking to my neighbor. I no, I, I, need, I need you to see something. Say deception. Please understand, the enemy cannot walk up to you and deceive you by saying, hi, I'm the devil. I'm getting ready to deceive you. No. What he does is he moves subtly into your life, subtly into situations, and then it becomes, what I teach you on Sunday, a habit. So it becomes unconscious behavior. So you say, I want life, I want life, yet your habits do everything that produces death. And so we're rebuking and binding the devil, and the devil's saying, I ain't even there. 
Thanks for the credit, though. It's amazing to me how many people uh, uh, give more honor to the enemy than they do to God. Ooh, the devil is busy, but God has so been good. You need to sit down. There ain't no testimony. That's a rebuke. That's a rebuke of your immaturity to think that Satan got it like that. You better get a revelation or his power is limited to what God allows him to do. All right, let's ride. Here we go. 1 Kings 16.31. Now we're going to ride. Y'all ready? And it came to pass as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took as a wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, king of the Sidonians. And he went and served Baal and worshipped him. Watch this. Jezebel is the daughter of a king named Ethbaal. Are y'all still here? His name, Ethbaal, means in love with an idol. Stay with me. Jezebel is the daughter of a man that cannot father her properly because he's in love with an idol. He's in love with drugs, so he can't be there. I'm trying to get to the root of this thing. He's in love with other women, so he can't be there. He's in love with all of this, so he can't be there. So now Jezebel is an insecure and wounded little girl because nobody has taken the time to father her because her father was in love with idols. Stay with me. So now since she does know, she has no identity because Daughters get their identity from their father. She walks around now saying, I'll never be a victim again. I'll never be treated bad again. And so she puts on this hardcore exterior called control. Watch this. Her father, Ethbaal, was king of Sidon. Sidon was named after Canaan. You understand, Canaan, the son of Ham, who Canaan was cursed because Ham uncovered the nakedness of his father. So she's princess now of a curse. I, I need y'all to, I need to tell somebody to say, stay with him. Watch this, watch this. Jezebel is the princess of the people of Sidon. Watch this. That city received its name. Please understand, in Scripture, a name means everything. A few years ago, the big thing was the prayer of Jabez. Everybody praying, Lord, enlarge my territory. Lord, because a name represents the destiny and the future of a thing. That is the reason why when God was trying to get the blessing on Abram and Sarai, what did he do? He changed their names to say, listen, you're not just Abram. You're now Abram in covenant with Yahweh. You're not just Sarai. You are now Sarah in covenant with Yahweh. So now... Sidon is named by Canaan, who's cursed. Jezebel is given rulership of a curse. Stay, 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 stay with me. What, what, Bishop, what does that mean? Make it simple for me. She is now princess of generational dysfunction. place was cursed from the beginning because of who named it so what does the curse do the curse is transferable are y'all still here tell somebody to say get free 
Stay with me. The name Jezebel, watch this. Stay with me. It means one who is not exalted. Okay. All right. Here's what that means. Here's how she thought. You know what? Nobody ever gives me credit for anything. You know what? It always seems like I got to fight my life to get anything. You know what? I'm the underdog here. I'm the victim here. Life ain't been fair to me. My mama wasn't there. Big daddy wasn't there. My mama, all, the, all of these issues now. And so Jezebel means I always had to struggle, but I'm going to make sure I control everything from this point on. I'll control a nation that I was not born into, the Israelites. And I'll control a man called Ahab. Are you still here? Are you still here? I'm going to connect these dots for you. The spirit of Jezebel, please understand, many times it's been taught improperly, so let me just set it up. It is really an unhealed wound that's never treated. Please understand, spirits are not male nor female, they are. Are you here? Stay with me. Tell somebody, say, he's going somewhere. I promise you it's going to make sense in about two minutes. Watch this. So Jezebel walks around all her life wounded. And every relationship she gets into, she finds a way to mess it up because she's wounded. And since she's so controlling, she doesn't let anybody tell her anything. Are you still here? Please understand this. The spirit of Jezebel, it dominates. It manipulates. It's very religious. It's devout. It's faithful. It's consistent. Watch this. Watch this. It causes fear in people. Flight in people. And discouragement. Watch this. This spirit is deceptive. And it's rebellious. Does somebody say stay with him? Watch this. But she can only exist where Ahab is. What is Ahab? Ahab is a weak man that will not confront the spirit. So Jezebel is drawn to weak pastors because she knows she can run the show. Stay with me because I'm going to what this got to do with living. I'm going to connect it. Watch this. She's drawn to people she can manipulate, and she'll manipulate doing things like this. I'm not talking to them right now. I told you we're going to get in it. She, she manipulates because she needs control because she never dealt with her wounds. Are you still here? Are you still here? Watch this. So she thinks, ah, I know how I have a good life. I know how this is going to be good for me. I'll have a good life by controlling everybody and everything around me. Tell somebody to say, connect the dots. So Jezebel says, let me not seek kingdom. Let me seek control. So that everywhere I go, 
I got to control everything. So I say I want my husband to lead, but when he steps up to lead, I criticize everything he does, so now he's intimidated to do anything. Why? Because I'm wounded, doggone it, and somebody going to pay for it. Because I'm the father of a man that did not tell me I was beautiful. I'm the daughter of a man that did not tell me I had value. I'm the daughter of a man that was not there to cover me and to keep me. And so now I'm trying to raise myself. And so I'm trying to live. And I'm trying to get out of existing. But I won't give up control. And so... What I do is I fight to hold on to the little control I think I have. Watch this. Watch this. Because let me, let, me, let, me let me help clear this up. She says this. She says, oh, he going to love me. No, he going to, no. No, he going to love me. She says, oh, no. Ain't nobody going to talk to me like that. All my life I had to fight. <laughs> she says, she says, I know pastor said such and such, but I let a thief get in my ear and get me away from where I was supposed to be. And so she's trying to live, but for living, she's dying. I got to control this. And so what does God do? Connect the dots. He puts you in a situation where you'll have loss, so it'll be a catalyst for change. Because please understand, if the truth is told, there's a little bit of Jezebel, used to be, and a little bit of everybody. Somebody say, used to be. Don't you confess that now. Don't let that be your confession today. We're going to have you tarry at the altar at the end. Watch this. Because we got to control. I got to run this. I need them to know I can do this. Why? Because she's wounded that her father wasn't there because he was out with his idols. She's wounded because her mama wasn't there because she was out with her idols. Ethbal, Ethbal, married to an idol. And the crazy thing about it, and I'm through, is this. Is that God says the struggle ends when you stop struggling. Look at somebody say, the struggle ends when you stop struggling. So, so here's, here's the whole meat of what I'm trying to say to us today. And again, I wanted to just teach us and take us through it is this, is that there's stuff in your life that you're fighting this battle and you think you're fighting the devil and you're really fighting back and forth with God because you're saying to yourself, I can do this. I've been through worse than this before. And God is saying, but I want to do it for you. I know you a bad mama jama. I know you got it. I know you can do it. I know you can pay your own bills, pay your telephone bills. Don't need no I know all that. I know that. But he says, let me be what F. Baal could never be. 
Let me be what the thing you thought you needed could never be. And when you let me be that, now you're seeking first the kingdom. Father, this evening we do bless you. We do honor you tonight. Father, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your kindness. Father, we do declare tonight that by faith, we made a choice to stop existing and to start living. And in that choice, that means we release the spirit of control. We don't have to figure everything out. We choose to let go and let God do what it is that you've ordained for our lives. And we do declare now by faith that everything we walked in. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.